sacred rituals, and a cosmic community to enchant your mystical life. This podcast feels like soulful conversations by the fire and under the desert stars, as if you are hanging with your best friends, talking about purpose, the cosmos, and the divine journey we are all on. My name is Anna Alic, and this is the Topanga Moon Podcast. Hello, Moon Loves. Welcome to Topanga Moon Podcast. So happy you are here. So happy to be back with another interview today. If you are new to the podcast, it's a very cosmic spiritual podcast. All are welcome. So welcome. And I would love to hear from you. If you're new, if you've been here for a while, it would be so wonderful to hear from you. Send me an email, send me a DM. Let me know what you think. Let me know what topics you want me to, to cover. If there's a discussion you want to have. I always love hearing from the people who are listening to this podcast. I know it's being heard by people all over the world. And that's such a cool, amazing thing. It connects us all no matter where we are. So yeah, let's get this conversation going. Um, today we have a amazing jam-packed episode it's all about astrology we're gonna get right into the astrology of this year kind of the craziness that has transpired over the last couple months and how it relates to the cosmos um yeah everything you've wanted to know about astrology is going to be in this episode and forecasts for the summer and the rest of the year and this big event that's happening at the end of December. So you're really going to want to listen in on that because I didn't know about that and it's going to be major. Uh, The fact that we're in eclipse season, we're in Gemini season, we get to it all. And really for all those Geminis out there, because both me and Taylor, who I'm interviewing, uh, are both Geminis. So we we go into some serious Gemini love. So if you've ever felt misunderstood as a Gemini, this is the episode for you. <laughs> so we are in this, um, we have like four retrogrades going on right now. We're really in this time of illumination. So illuminating things that are happening, showing the truth of the matter. Things are coming up collectively and individually and we get into all of that and we talk about that. And I think it's, especially in this Gemini season where you know, Gemini is ruled by Mercury. It's all about communication. So how can we use our voices for change? How can we use our voices to speak up for things that we see going on or changes that we want to make? And this is still something that um, I've been thinking a lot about, how I can do that in this podcast space and in the Topanga Moon community um, as a whole. And it's just ruminating right now. It's something that I'm thinking about. How can I be more inclusive? How can I um, speak on topics that are really relevant and really important and can move us forward and and be that voice of change and, and really use my voice in 
a specific and loving and intentional way. So yeah, I want to keep this intro really short because we do have a really, you know, amazing episode that I want to get to. I am uh, here with Taylor Marie Cameron. She's an astrologist. She's a longtime friend. We bonded over just our love of the cosmos and I was just, I knew that I wanted to have somebody on to talk about everything that's going on astrologically right now. So we're going to get into all of that. She's a wealth of knowledge. She just loves this medium and this um, and astrology so much and you're going to hear that in the episode and I'm just so excited to just have this cosmic chat with her and share all of the knowledge that she has all around astrology and and the year and how to really utilize astrology for uh, for yourself for your manifestations for your own self-improvement to understand yourself better um, to really love yourself better so it's a it's a really cool one um, also I did get my human design chart read on the new moon and it was incredible I want like a full episode where I can explain it to you all because there's just so much in there and it felt like I was you know really understood and seen and gave me so much insight into the way that I was doing things and how I can just um yeah move through life and in a better way that is more supportive to my purpose here and what I came to do and it was so uplifting and amazing so if you haven't checked out the human design episode it's the previous one to this one have a listen it's incredible and I mean getting your own personal reading is like really taking it to the next level I highly recommend it and I can't wait to tell you all the details about it so let's get into today's episode oh it's such a fun one I love talking about zodiac signs and astrology it's so fun and so good and we we get into it all so here it is my conversation with astrologist taylor marie cameron i'm so excited because on today's episode of topanga moon podcast i have taylor marie cameron she is a fellow gemini sister she is an astrologer an overall amazing human being and i'm so excited to talk all things astrology with you thank you for coming on today thank you for having me here i'm so excited especially to have a nice deep conversation with a fellow gemini I know, I know. I feel like that's what bonded us from the beginning. Absolutely. Like, wow, another Gemini in our circle of friends. Like, I don't think there's any others. No, we're rare. (laughs) We're rare little gems. (laughs) Before we get into your journey um, and so much else, because we're talking all things astrology, all things in the stars, especially for this year, which has been wild journey so far. Um, what is your full profile? So your sun, your moon, and your rising. My sun and my moon and my rising. So I'm obviously a Gemini sun. Um, yeah. I'm a Taurus moon and I'm a Scorpio rising. Ooh. So very interesting mix. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> The moon, what I've always kind of known is represents your internal world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So your emotions, um, your inner needs actually. Um, yeah. and most people 
once they connect and understand their moon sign, they'll actually find, um, you know, the relationship that we have with ourselves and really the, um, the way that we know ourselves is actually probably closer to, you know, what would be represented by our moon sign because it's mm. all of our, our inner desires, our inner needs are like you said, our inner world. Um, so yeah, it's really important and it's definitely <clears throat> a huge part of who we are. So yeah, I'm a Gemini moon. So <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of air and I'm also a Libra rising. So I'm all so air. You're all air. Yeah. I have, um, my Mercury and my Venus are also both in Gemini too. So wow. it's, yeah, I feel you on the yeah. air. <laughs> yeah. And what does the rising mean? So you're rising, um, dependent upon the type of astrology you study or that you, you know, align with, because there are so many different, um, different teachings I'll say. Um, but your rising is really, um, you know, in the most basic of terms, it's your, um, kind of how people perceive you. So it's okay. almost kind of like the mask you, um, you know, you might put on when you're first being introduced to somebody, when you're in a new situation, a new environment. Um, I also really like the teaching that your, um, your rising can also be attributed to kind of your spiritual ascension. So like what you can oh. become, um, which I know we'll get into this later, but when you combine that with the North node, which is esoteric astrology, um, yeah. it kind of gives you a really great picture of where you're supposed to like kind of expand to in your lifetime. But it's definitely, um, you know, like I said, it's, it's how you put out to the world to perceive you. It's kind of like the mm. mask you put on and, um, it can fade as well. Um, those types of characteristics can also fade as you get older because obviously you become more co comfortable with yourself. So, wow. That's so interesting. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's very true for me. I'm a Libra rising. Mm -hmm. So everyone always says things to me like, you're so Zen, you're so like, you know, mm -hmm. balanced and yeah. So yeah. I get that yeah. a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, no, no. Um, so there's different types of astrology. Yes. Are you yes. more in the camp of the esoteric? Um, so I'm actually just currently learning um, a lot about the esoteric. Um, okay. It was something, um, I mean, the word esoteric has always spoke to me on so many different levels, but um, it's something I'm just getting into um, because all the planets and their rulers and things like that are completely different in esoteric. It's um, yeah, sorry, esoteric yeah, okay. astrology. Um, so I'm just actually kind of getting acclimated to that. Yeah. Um, and it's a completely different journey. Um, and like, so when we talk, um, you know, the astrology that everybody kind of, kind of ruminates with and understands, yeah. um, or delves into, um, that's really, um, dealing with the personality Mm -hmm. and kind of the traits and, you know, there's positive traits or like, I like to say, I don't like to use the words positive and negative, but higher octave and lower octave traits of these archetypes Ooh, and like so that. on and so forth. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but esoteric astrology is really more about, like I said, the soul's journey and mm. there isn't really any high octave or lower octave. So it's really kind of cool to kind of integrate the two together. And I just go with whatever speaks to me at the time. Ooh, so. this is all so juicy. I'm so excited. I've been, I feel like this was birthed a long time ago, even though 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't know it at the time because every single time something happens, I come to you or I message you and I'm like, what is happening in the stars? Because I'm feeling it so strongly. So mm-hmm. before we get into the major astrology of this year and even going into the summer and the fall, I would love to hear a little bit about your journey. So kind of what brought you to astrology? What was mm-hmm. that moment where it really like spoke to you um, and just your spiritual and beautiful wellness journey so far? So I've actually known, like, I knew I was a Gemini when I was like three years old. Um, (laughs) That's early um, to know. Yeah. So like, I knew I was a Gemini. I understood, well, my mother, um, both my mother and my grandmother um, are very spiritual. I wasn't raised in a religious home. I was raised Mm. in a very spiritual, esoteric home. Um, My grandmother studied theosophy, like religiously. Wow. Um my entire life. And my mother knew what her moon and rising was like years and years ago when she used to live in LA, she actually had an astrologer tell her this. So, um, she used to talk to me about being a Gemini all the time and it just resonated. I remember being a child and like knowing, yes, I'm very chatty. I'm very witty. I'm very intellectual. You know, I was reading at the age of three, like full books. So I was like, Oh, this makes so much sense. And even then at you know, such a young age, it just gave me such an awareness about myself, which is Mm -hmm. one of the things that I really love. It's a tool to really understand yourself. Um, But um, obviously, as I went through the years, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't as conscious. And um, again, yes, I was a Gemini, I didn't know what my moon and rising was, like I knew my mom knew, but I didn't know how to figure that out. I didn't really have any interest. Um, my best friend and I in high school, like anytime we'd meet somebody, we'd be like, oh, what's your sign? Like, but I don't think we really, we really yeah. knew. Uh, we really knew like when somebody's like, oh, I'm a Virgo. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Like, yeah. but you know, I didn't know. It wasn't until um, after my son was born, um, I actually have a really weird I mean, it's not weird, it's divine, but um, you know, my father, my partner, and my son. Um, so the three men in my life are all Sagittarius and my son was actually meant to be a Scorpio from his birth, like from his due date, but he went past his due date and obviously is a Sagittarius. So that kind of piqued my interest of like, okay, well, what does this mean? Like why, you know, why are all, why, why is all the masculine energy in my life, you, you know, represented by this sign? And, and then I just started kind of diving into my chart more and I learned my moon and my rising and through that. Um, but it wasn't actually until I kind of connected with you and, you know, Anetta and Elise and we'd start, you know, we'd have those lovely cosmic conversations yes. that I really found my calling in the sense that I was able to perceive and understand the energies and then Mm -hmm. furthermore explain them in such a, um, you know, teachable way to others. So it's, yeah, we really used you as like the (laughs) go-to. We would be like, Taylor, tell us about our North node. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just through that, um, you know, I kind of just followed it from there and it was like, something would, you know, I'd find a new planet or I'd find a new, um, you know, point in a chart and I'd start reading about it and it just all started to make sense. And from there, it was like, I could understand, you know, why this is so important for people to understand because we are cosmic bodies and, you know, Mm -hmm. the energetics that come from the sky really do affect us here. And it's like, if you're tapped into that, 
your life just flows so much more effortlessly. And when you have a self-awareness of, you know, the contract you made coming here as to who you are and what you're meant to do, when you have that information, it's just so powerful. It's so So, true. It's like giving you a roadmap to your life. Absolutely. And I love, and I always kind of talk about this on the podcast is I always feel like people have little breadcrumbs that show them kind of their mm-hmm. alignment and what they came here to do. And even at such a young age, at the age of three, you were intrigued by astrology. And then mm-hmm. that continued and it built it. And even being a Gemini, like we're such researchers, we're, we want to know everything and we're able to communicate that. We're like the sign of communication. So Absolutely. Such a brilliant and beautiful place for you to be and for you to give that gift because you can communicate it in such an amazing way. Mm-hmm. So I and, love that. and it's also like, I, I mean, astrology is really something it's, it's, a life's journey of learning. So, you know, there's always going to be, you know, conjunctions that we haven't experienced for the past Mm. 2000 years or, you know, the past 200 years and so on and so forth. So it's like, I'm always, there's always more to learn, which of course, as a Gemini is just a beautiful thing because it's like, there's never enough. Like I can just keep on going and keep delving deeper and seeing new connections and, you know, new waves of energetics come through. And it's, it's, I love it so much. It just yeah, never lo- stops. And you can tell, and it's like, you're a generator as well, right? Mm-hmm, in human design. Mm-hmm. And when a generator taps into something they like truly love, it's like all of a sudden you become so magnetic. Your energy is just plentiful. Um, and it really is like, feels so good. And that's something that I, I learned recently. I just got a human design reading, like a full reading and I recommend it to anybody the same as having like you know an astrology reading of your full chart because there's so much more than just your sun there's so much more than your sun moon and your rising Mm -hmm. it's like we are such individualistic humans with specific missions and it becomes this beautiful practice where once we know so much more about ourselves then we can like dance with the universe, you know? Absolutely. And I love that for human design as well. I don't know that much about it, but I love, I mean, I know I'm a generator with emotional authority um, and I've also been kind of delving a little bit deeper into learning because it is also a roadmap and it also gives you what I like to call soul awareness. So it's like, you just have this natural awareness of, like you said, who you are, what, you know, what you're meant to be, what the lessons that you're meant to acquire in this lifetime and it just makes everything like easier. It just, yeah. you just understand what's coming towards you. You can see the tests approaching you because you're like, okay, or I need to really work on this because this is, you know, an area of lack in my life. Or I, mm-hmm. you know, this is um, a characteristic or a trait that I need to build upon because I didn't come into this lifetime yeah. with it as a strength. Right. So yeah. And it's it just really, really gives beautiful. you the authority to make decisions and to feel good in your own body. And like, that's mm-hmm. why I love all these practices. Um, and there is that beautiful connection between human design and astrology. There's, there's so there's like overlap there as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's get into it. What, okay. What are, what are the retrogrades happening right now? Why okay. am I feeling crazy? <laughs> Can you explain this to me? Okay. So first, I want to say, because I, one thing that, um, you know, I found as I've started really delving into what I call true astrology, Mm -hmm. um, is just this mass hysteria over, 
over retrogrades. And it's like, they have been promoted to be such, you know, terrible times. Yes, it's true. <laughs> it's like, oh, Mercury retrogrades here, like, you know, the earth's shattering. And it's like, it's, it's, Yes, okay, there can be some, you know, some trials and tribulations, but what retrogrades are really like look at the re in retrograde and it's really about like revisiting, repairing, mm-hmm. reviewing and restoring whatever that planet is, you know, um, you know, asking of us the sign that the planet's in while it's in retrograde. It's it kind of um, you know, astrology really like every year there's a cycle, right? We have the Zodiac wheel, we move through the cycle. And I really like to think of retrogrades of these moments of pause and mm. for us to go into, you know, internally into this internal journey. So instead of the energy manifesting externally, it now manifests internally. And it's like a time to just pause and stop and take a look at, you know, what needs to change? What, yeah. you know, what have I not been acknowledging? What have I been pushing under the rug, you know? Mm-hmm. So right now, um, you know, this does not usually happen, (laughs) um, but we have four planets, um, that have gone retrograde. So, uh, (laughs) um, four, so it started with Pluto at the end of April, um, which I I will kind of give you a little basis of what all of these mean, but it started with Pluto and then it went into, uh, Saturn, I believe, and then Venus and then Jupiter. Mm. So, um, it started with Pluto. Now Pluto, I would, I would take a Mercury or a Venus retrograde over Pluto, um, any day. Okay. Uh, Pluto is, uh, Pluto is a, um, very deep and, you know, it's ruled by the, um, Scorpio. So, I mean, for anyone who knows anything about astrology, that can tell you something right there. It's, it's dark and it's mysterious and it's brash. And, um, it is more so though, the thing with Pluto is because the further you get out, like the, the outer planets, the more macro or collective, um, Mm. you know, energy that it brings. So not so much of like an individual, journey, though it does affect that, it's more of like a macro scale. So like, what are we seeing going on within the collective? So of course, Pluto goes retrograde. And you know, it's all about digging deep and exposing lies and you know, shattering the illusions and death and rebirth and transformation Mm. and retrograde really provides this beautiful chrysalis for that to happen. Um, So and that was all happening at the I mean, around the time of when we all started to go into quarantine. Yeah. So that really emphasized it. And then I will go back to the beginning of the year and how this all actually transformed because, and this is again, what I talk about when I say astrology doesn't just give you a roadmap to yourself. It really gives you a roadmap as to, you know, the changes on a collective level and just reinforces that unity and that, you know, that one consciousness that we are all, you know, one cosmic body. And of course, being kind of guided by the planetary body. So um, Pluto, of course, you know, um, it's also associated with like money and corruption um, and <laughs> the occult and, you know, wow. um, kind of all these, oh, and plague. Did I mention that? Okay, um, good. So, good. Yeah, so it's represented, um, by all of these things and, um, it's really what we're going to see. And I mean, we've seen this more, like you said, coming to the end of April and then now, um, 
the abuse of power is being exposed. Mm, okay. So yeah. the abuse of wealth is being exposed and people aren't standing for it. And this is a good thing. This is what we need. Yeah. And that's that transformation I'm talking about. You know, our capitalist society is being exposed for what it really is and what it's really done. And um, we're going to see that Pluto goes retrograde every year, but I think we're going to see, you know, another kind of boom of energy and, you know, a catalyst of events starting in October. Okay. Again, that's my own insight. That doesn't yeah. mean that's, you know, yeah. uh, but in October, I think we're going to see another huge, because it's going to be a battle of control, right? The, right. When something gains control and power, it doesn't want to let it go. So mm -hmm. then Pluto's kind of trying to bring death to these systems, but the people who are upholding these systems don't want to let the control go. And that's where we're getting this, you know, all this chaos that's going yeah. on. Um, but on a micro level, um, for Pluto, if you look at, you know, starting of October last year, because of course that's when it's stationed direct. So it came yeah. out of retrograde, whatever kind of like transformations or shifts that were going on and kind of themes. So whether it was, you know, financial, marital, you know, parental, familial, um, career, you know, healing, even just your own healing journey, mm -hmm. whatever kind of themes were going on, um, at that time, um, we're going to see them pop up again. So it's kind of like Pluto's going retrograde to say, okay, like, did you, did you hear the lesson? Like, did right. you, are you ready to peel back another layer? Are you ready to heal another layer and transform? So on a, on, on an individual level, we're really just looking at, you know, some of the themes that we experienced while it was direct. And now we're just going back and getting ready to peel another layer so we can heal even deeper. So it's really that depth. So Pluto's kind of the planet of um, I would put it very simply like death, rebirth and transformation. Okay. And then if, and yes, the occult and also healing. So wow. okay. yeah, that's a um, it's, really, it's really powerful cool. planet. Yeah. yeah. Really powerful planet. During my um, human design, she said that Pluto was a major part of my chart. Ooh. But she didn't understand what that meant. Cause she was like, Oh, I don't know astrology as well. Like she knows human design, but she doesn't know the depths of mm -hmm. astrology. So I was like, I'm going to ask my friend who's coming on, who's an astrologist, like, why am I so connected to Pluto energy? Like there was a major part of my mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that could mean many things like I just know. for you right now. It can, <laughs> it can mean that you'll go through many transformations in your life. Right. Yeah. Um, it could mean that there's, you know, some things, you know, buried deep inside you that you need to you know, shine the light on and let go of. There's like, yeah. there's so many things. It could mean all those things, but um, it's not a lot. Like I said, a lot of people fear Pluto. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm not, of course, the most privy to it because it does, it it brings transformation, but it brings it in a very heavy way. Um, mm. But it's also a very beautiful planet. Like there's just so much rebirth and it just changes things when it needs to. And it's just important to the collective to, you know, shift us out of, you know, ideals and things that we need to, you know, get rid of. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So then um, Saturn retrograde, um, what are we looking at? So, oh, so Saturn is going retrograde. Um, it's moved into Aquarius and now it's going to go back retrograde through Aquarius and then into Capricorn. So I'm actually going to predict there's going to be more you know, um, shit if we want to call okay. it that, yeah. coming up, um, in the, in the later half of the retrograde. Um, and what, really, what time frame is that? 
Um, I believe it is, uh, when did it start? It started just May, May 9th, maybe okay. May 9th. And May. yeah. And, um, I believe it lasts for four months. Don't quote me on that. I could be wrong on that. Okay. Um, but, um, Saturn is actually, I'm really into Saturn right now. So I'm really okay. excited to talk about right. this. I'm excited um, too. Yes. So Saturn is the, Saturn's had a lot of energy this year. Like Saturn's really, you know, really pushing it <laughs> for us. Okay. Um, but Saturn is the planet of structure and, you know, limitations and discipline and our karmic responsibility of, you know, adulthood. Um, it is the planetary father. Um, so it's, you know, kind of represented by that, you know, kind of more boss and, um, alpha mentality and it's ruled by Capricorn. So just think of when we think of Capricorn, you know, the yeah. successful CEO, the really routine, responsible, like let's get it done, very stern and strict um energy. And it's moving back into Capricorn. So it likes to be in Capricorn. It's very happy there. It can get a lot done. Like it it can okay. achieve a lot because there's yeah. no kind of blocked energy or, you know, um in a different sign, it might kind of conflict. Whereas Capricorn's just like, yep, I'm just going to let you, you know, do brain free, get it all done. So, um, we're looking at our fears and our limitations. So what's been holding us back? What do we fear within ourselves? Mm. What are we limiting ourselves with? And then also how we can plan long-term. So going back to that Capricorn energy of like the mountain goat is like, let's look at our steps towards our biggest goal. Let's look at our steps towards, you know, our best and new reality. Um, but it's really returning there too, to, um, all the lessons and kind of things that were brought forward to us with Saturn in Capricorn, when it was direct, it's kind of doing again with a retrograde kind of going once back over and really making sure all those lessons that it brought to you are really cemented in and that you've got them. So, you know, if you were struggling with finance, maybe you're going to have another little struggle come up and it's going to mm -hmm. test you and see mm -hmm. if you've learned what it came to teach you. It's making sure that, you know, you're ready to go to move to the next step. Um, and, um, yeah, that's, that's basically the gist of Saturn yeah. and Capricorn, but it's oh. also, Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh yeah. So, um, if you're a Capricorn sign, does mm -hmm. that affect you stronger? So I was, Yes. So okay. <laughs> not so much, not so much. I wouldn't say, um, you know, if you have a Capricorn sun, um, but if you have your Saturn, um, like your Saturn placement in Capricorn, yeah. um, you'll be experiencing, you either experienced it, you know, last year, I will say, um, or you're experiencing it this year is your Saturn return, mm. um, which is, you know, a huge, 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 uh, you know, time in people's lives. And it happens just around the age of, um, like if you were born in 1990, 91, like you're probably having not a great year. Like <laughs> you yeah. are being hit over the head repeatedly. Um, and that's again, Saturn coming to, you know, try and, you know, move you into adulthood and make you more responsible. And actually a lot of, um, you know, Saturn returns, a lot of the wounds within that that are coming up are to do with your relationship with the masculine or with your father. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's different for every sign. Um, now Saturn and Capricorn, um, usually leads to an, an absent father. So if you had an absent father or, you know, a father that didn't really pay attention to you, um, and so on and so forth, those things can kind of, um, 
um, trickle down into your, you know, your current relationships. So people having their Saturn return this year, you know, might see a lot of issues in their relationships. Maybe they keep, you know, creating the same toxic choices Mm -hmm. when they're choosing a partner. Maybe they're, you know, they keep sacrificing themselves for a man that doesn't, you know, pay attention to them, so on and so forth. These are the things that come up. Um, But it's really Saturn's there to just, you know, push you into adulthood. And that's why it always happens around the ages of 28 and 29. And that's why I think there's such a societal, um, you know, theme around, oh my God, I'm turning 30. Like this is, you know, I don't want to turn 30. It's actually because we all experience our Saturn return right before it happens. Mm. So it seems like our lives are falling apart. That makes sense. They're only falling apart, of course, too you know, make us better. And then you experience a second one when you're approaching 60. Oh, so great. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. So, um, it's, yeah, I love, I love talking Saturn because it's really, you can actually pinpoint, um, you know, where Saturn's crossed your chart and you can usually pinpoint it back to really, um, large events in your life that kind of change the trajectory of your life. Um, so the Saturn retrograde, same thing. Um, it's moving back into Capricorn. If your Saturn is in Capricorn, then yeah, you're going to get hit the hardest of all. But for all of us, we're just kind of looking at, you know, our limitations and what's been holding us back and how we can plan long-term. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. And then what do we have left? Venus and Jupiter. Jupiter is, it happens annually. Um, So again, this is not like a huge, um, what I would term like a huge retrograde or something that doesn't happen, you know, often. Um, so it's just basically, you know, um, it's the planet of abundance. Um, it brings us, you know, luck and opportunities and expansion. It's actually a very positive planet. I Um, like Jupiter. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's ruled by Sagittarius. So you have to really think of like, you know, that, adventurer yeah. just that open mind uh, like ready yeah. to go explore just expansion and and Those wisdom and, yes yes get it done and they just get it done fun and, life yeah. <laughs> they do I'm quite jealous they're actually I find Sag this my I find them to be the most I feel like they're the odd one out of the zodiac like I just feel like yeah. they're their whole own breed yeah. um it's really interesting but Basically, Jupiter, again, with that, you know, Sagittarius energy, um, really um, always gives us, you know, the bigger picture. So like, you know, the bigger picture Mm -hmm. to our lives and that, you know, really helps us to kind of zoom out and kind of look at everything and organize through that way. But when it goes into retrograde, we're really, um, you know, it's not looking at the big picture. It's actually looking at the small details and through, um, you know, sifting through and looking at those small details, we can actually gain a better understanding and appreciation for the big picture when we come out of it. Mm. Um, And that's basically, it hasn't been in Capricorn for 12 years. So I mean, that's a little bit different. But furthermore, again, Capricorn looking at, you know, career, our limitations, where we need to step up, what we need to do to move forward, and just looking at smaller kind of details of our lives and the choices we make rather than just, you know, looking at the Right. Your whole manifestation or, you know, um, what you want your year to look like. It's like, let's just look at right now and what we need to do right mm, now. Like moment to moment. So it's mm-hmm. in Capricorn as well. It's in, yeah. We have major Capricorn energy right now. Wow. And major Gemini energy. Yeah. I know. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, yeah. Capricorn has been kind of ruling this year, which is why we're seeing so many energetic, um, 
shifts and mm. like on a macro um, collective level, um, why we're seeing, you know, government and, um, you know, banks and our economy and all these things kind of falling apart. Um, and that's yeah. because Capricorns just splattered everywhere, um, all over the sky. And of course, Pluto comes in and is just ready. Like we need change. So, um, and then, yeah. So, and then Venus is, um, Venus goes retrograde every approximately, I'm going to say every 18 to 19 months. Um, but that, this one is actually really deep and it's really beautiful. Um, Mm -hmm. so it is retrograde in Gemini and it really is asking us. us, Yes, us. Yes, I know. Mercury's in Gemini too. The sun's in Gemini. The north node's in Gemini. I'm like, give it all to me. Like, let's, nice. let's go. We can hone all our power right now. But um, yeah, so Venus retrograde is really, um, of course, Venus is the planet of, you know, everything beautiful and love and our relationships and our finances. Because for anybody who doesn't know, you know, our love and finance are always connected. Always, but always, always. Um, and value, like just Mm. everything, you know, everything beautiful, everything that is love, everything that is of value to us, that is what Venus is. So when it goes retrograde, of course, in Gemini, and we're looking at communication, okay, it's really asking us to look at, you know, how do we communicate in our relationships? How do we hold, you know, the art of conversation with our loved ones? Do we have thoughtful exchange with one another and meaningful conversations? Um, You know, how do we value or not value certain areas of your life? And of course, I can look at that. When I look at somebody's chart, I can see whatever house it is in. And then I can tell you what area area you need to be looking at. But um, this is also a time when, you know, your ex is going to come creeping around and, ah. you know, it could pop up through a Facebook memory. They could message you. Um, or, you know, a conversation that maybe you never had with an ex is haunting you because, you know, you, it, they were Mm -hmm. words left unsaid, these types of things. You'll also see major celebrity breakups like, um, Megan Fox. Oh yeah. She, yeah. yeah. Megan Fox and Brian Austin Green. Yeah. So huge, yeah. Huge split there. Um, not a good time to do it. It was not smart on their part. Um, you never break up, you never um, you know, get married or anything under Venus retrograde. So you wow. never want to make those large decisions. You can contemplate on it. You can sit mm-hmm. with it, but you don't make the actual decision until after. Ooh, um, that's so good to know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So your partners can rise from the ashes. Um, it's also, of course, that time to look at your relationship patterns, your relationship cycles. Like, you know, what do I keep repeating in my relationships? And that's not just intimate, right? That's familial. That's, you know, platonic with your friends, your relationship with yourself. And how you, yeah, like how do you, how do you speak to yourself? What's Mm -hmm. going on inside your mind? Of course, because Gemini is the intellect; it's all within the mind. So, Mm -hmm. how do you speak to yourself? How do you value yourself? How do you think others perceive you? How do you Mm -hmm. think you're perceived in the world? These are all things that um, Venus retrograde is going to bring up, and um, it's a heavy one. Like it's definitely that's the one I feel like I've really been um, dealing with. Yeah, that was. That was a huge theme for me when we were Mm -hmm. speaking on this weekend. So Mm -hmm. if my Venus is in Taurus, Mm -hmm. what does that mean? (laughs) So your Venus in Taurus, um, that's amazing. Okay, cool. Um, Good. That's, first of all, Venus and Taurus. um, I believe 
I know Libra is also like ruled by Venus, but yeah. I, so is Taurus. So is Taurus, um, yeah. And of course, finance, right? So that's actually a really great alignment for finance because um, Taurians are, you know, naturally great with financials. And then of course you have that Venus in there um, that of course reiterates that and gives you that really good relationship. It also would tell me that you like stability in your relationships. You like, you don't like surprises. You want, um, you know, you want things to stay stable. You want things to kind of stay the same. Um, Change would not be, now this is Gemini, you're very adaptable as an air sign, but within yeah. your, your relationships, um, you want to feel comforted. You want to feel secure. You want to feel yeah. stable within those relationships. True, you true. want to decide when things change, not somebody else deciding when things change. That's a huge Taurian energy is like, they'll decide when, you know, when they're ready for change or when they're ready for something to happen. Yeah. But if anyone else tries to force it on them, it it's huge resistance. They don't, they're like the bull, right? They're the stubborn bull. They don't want to be moved. They only move when they want to move. So yeah, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful sign though, like to have there. Mine's in Gemini. So it's just a wreck. Oh man. (laughs) It's okay. So we're in Gemini season. We're going to be in Gemini season until uh, June, June like 20th. Yeah. 20th. Yeah. It's always around there. Um, what's happening this Gemini season, especially for us gems yes. and for everybody, but what's happening? So it's really, um, because we're approaching eclipse season. Um, and I mean, Gemini could always kind of serve as this, but it's really important this year because the North node has, like I said, we have the sun, Mercury, Venus in retrograde, of course, and, um, the North node has now moved into Gemini. So on a collective level, um, with the North Node in Gemini, which it moved from Cancer, um, you know, it was in, I know we're going to get into the nodes, but the North yeah. Node was in Cancer, the South Node was in Capricorn, and really that was looking at, you know, um, coming back to our homes, um, nurturement, not viewing, you know, our productivity as our self-worth. Like this was a huge thing that was coming up. And where did Whoa. we all end up? Well, we all ended up stuck in our homes. Okay. So really, really, um, it was, you know, really honing into our emotions, our emotional intelligence, how we perceive and process our emotions. These were the lessons coming up over the past two and a half years or 18 months, I should say, no, maybe a little bit longer than that. And now it's moved into Gemini. So we have, you know, the North node in Gemini and the South node in Sagittarius. Well, what does that look like? we're communicating differently. We need to, you know, innovate and learn new ways Mm -hmm. to communicate. So, you know, we're on zoom calls and we're, you know, trying to figure out different ways to communicate our our ideas out to the world. We're having to innovate, you know, new ways of business, but there's also this huge pull back to community. Like when we think of, you know, the global situation, situation we're in right now, and we think of, you know, Sagittarius is the world traveler. They're, you know, they're foreign lands. They're, the adventurer and, you know, the philosopher and very dogmatic in their views. Whereas Gemini is kind of opening us up to all these new possibilities and it's bringing us back into our local communities. So think, you know, Mm -hmm. local garden initiatives and community gardens. And like, these are things that, you know, this, you know, pandemic, so to speak, is starting to show us, you know, small businesses are failing. Like this is, we're really being shown that, you know, our, 
our heart starts with, you know, within our community, our local community, not halfway across the world. And we really need to start to prioritize that. And we're going to see that over the next, you know, 18 months to two years. Um, so it's where like, it's not gonna where be. are we supporting? Are we supporting our local businesses mm-hmm. and people around us and our creatives that are around us? Or are we buying into these bigger companies that uh, produce goods in other countries, bringing mm-hmm. on so much destruction to our environment? I mean, that this like desire and this beautiful returning to this local community, as you said, is really how we can be stewards of the earth as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Gemini also is, um, you know, there's this one astrologist, oh my goodness, I forget his name, but he, (laughs) (laughs) um, he said, um, you know, with Gemini, the four C's, which is, um, consciousness, um, connectivity, um, coordination and, um, was it communication? I believe so. But it's like even the coordination of our thoughts Mm -hmm. and how we coordinate together as a unit is going to be so important and how we connect to one another. We need that connectivity, like social distancing. Um, you know, people are fighting against that. We want human connection. We want to share our ideas. We want to connect with one another. And we're going to see more of this. Like people are going to start to really value, connecting and also advocating, um, you know, advocating for one another in our community. So like, again, this, this global situation, because the nodes, um, you know, on a macro scale really show where, you know, where the global system is headed and like, what is going to become the focus. And it's like, what can we, you know, what can we accomplish when we put our minds together? And also like, we need to stand up for one another. So if we see, Mm -hmm. you know, injustices happening, then we need to come together and stop them. And that's, again, going to be another huge theme. Yeah, it's coming using up. your voice. Yes, absolutely. Activating yeah. that throat chakra and speaking out and also yeah. speaking out your own ideas, like just yeah. being innovative and allowing yourself and giving yourself the power to speak those ideas out and share yeah. them with one another. I think um, of um, of Sean King and his whole movement with Ahmad and getting all these voices together to bring justice. And I think that was such a powerful movement and a powerful use mm-hmm. of that connection through our communication. Absolutely. Is, and that was uh, totally Gemini North Node, like yeah. energy in the most perfect, like perfect yeah. manifestation. Yeah, because he was getting people to call in um, to share on their Instagrams. Mm-hmm. And and it was like social justice and change happened because of the people coming together in the most, like even the smallest ways. But it was that whole ripple effect that brought justice for these very deserving, huge causes right now. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it is, Gemini is also the small details, right? The Ugh. small, intricate details whereas Sagittarius is, like I said, the bigger, grander picture. So really focusing. And that's why it comes back to small community and and really working within your community and seeing what you can do because it's all those small pieces. If we all did that and we all took care of our own communities, then think about on a grander scale what that would bring, right? Yes. So, and then we have, um, I mean, of course, the sun is in Gemini for Gemini season. That would be what determines yeah. it. Yeah. Um, and then Venus retrograde, we kind of already went over. And of course, Mercury, which is Gemini's ruler, um, is also in Gemini. So I feel like two things can happen for us Geminis anyways. We can either really hone this power that is so, you know, 
directly like innate within us and, you know, Mm. our busy minds and being able to tap into our consciousness, because I really believe Gemini's were given the gift where, you know, divine information is channeled through our thoughts. So, you know, in certain other, you know, certain other signs or certain other individuals might find that, you know, they are given, you know, divine wisdom or channeled messages from spirit or source, whatever sounds good to you, um, you know, comes through in different ways, maybe, you know, through dreams or, you know, visions and things like that. Um, whereas I really, Gemini is really that gateway from the astral to the earth and it's comes through the portal of our mind. So I feel like we can really hone this energy, um, you know, with all this potent, you know, potent communication and relationships and the North node and the macro, and of course our sun and our personalities to really speak our truth and to really, you know, like we said, speak our ideas out, speak our thoughts out, share them. This is the perfect time to do that. Mm, Or it can go, you know, low octave and we can become flustered. It's too chaotic. There's too many thoughts going on. And that just tells you that you need to take a step back and learn how to coordinate your thoughts properly and mm. detach from your thoughts. That's another huge thing. Gemini's almost have like a, you know, an unbiased panel in their head. They can see all mm-hmm. sides, they can see all perspectives, and then they have an instantaneous like instinct to know what is the truth and what is not. So it's like you need to come back to that. If you're feeling that as a Gemini or anyone for that matter that's what you need to come back to is like, you need to detach from your thoughts and be able to kind of become that conscious awareness behind your thoughts and view them all in the same regard, instead of getting attached to a certain outcome or a certain idea or a certain perspective or opinion right now. Um, and it's really the precursor to eclipse season, Mm. um, really manifesting and really kind of delving into your mind and delving into what you want your new reality to look like as we approach eclipse season. So that's really like what everyone should kind of be focusing on right now is like, what is, what does your new reality look like? And why does it look like that? And why do you want it to look like that? And, you know, if you're feeling pulled in two different directions, like really surrendering yourself and allowing, allowing yourself to be guided into, um, what is right. Um, because I find Gemini's too, we we tend to, um, you know, and I say this is again, a low octave trait of Gemini is that, you know, it's sometimes like, it's never enough. Like we don't Mm. have enough. It's never enough information. You know, we just need more and more and more and more. (laughs) And it's like, you know, or we need to know the answers now. Like I am vicious with this. Like if I need, if I need the answer to something or, you know, I need to take care of something, I'm like a dog with a bone. Like I just can't stop. And I have to catch myself all the time and just, you know, surrender. Like the answer will come Mm -hmm. to you when it's ready to come to you. And that's another huge message just for the season that we're in. It's like, if you are feeling pulled in two different directions, if you're unable to, you know, sit with yourself and see what, you know, what your next step should be or what the best decision is at this time, it will come to you and to just surrender. And again, detach from the thoughts and allow it to flow in. I love that. Yeah. mm -hmm. In my uh, human design reading, it was, she mentioned how, um, at least me as a generator. And I think most people is like, not to make decisions from the mind, but from the soul and the gut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you can, oh, it's beautiful to have all these, like, you know, be able to organize all these thoughts and do all the research, like do all the research, do all the stuff. And then 
let your gut speak to you. Yeah, absolutely. Step back, surrender, and the answer will come to you. Like you don't need to be, you know, running a marathon to find the answer. The answer will come. The universe will show itself to you and it will come through. Like you said, your gut, your heart space, drop into your heart space, see what your heart is telling you. Um, And I think that's a problem, you know, in general right now is that we are so attached to our thoughts and, you know, Mm -hmm. we're just always searching for these answers without actually allowing ourselves to live in the experience and just experience Mm -hmm. things and allow the answer to come through that, especially as generators, Um, you know waiting to respond right this gemini season feels good to me i'm like Mm -hmm. champion the gemini's because they're always given a bad rap (laughs) yeah i know that's i know i know i feel like i just need to say and advocate for us like yeah the whole two-faced like gossipy flighty scattered you know persona that gemini's have been given um, is what I term trash astrology. It's like the national <laughs> inquirer of astrology. Um, it's ridiculous. The, yeah. the reason that we are the twins, not only because, you know, we can hold, um, you know, non-judgmental like mm-hmm. bias and we can, you know, see things from all, you know, different viewpoints, but the twins actually represent the gateway um, between the astral and the earth realm, they are actually mm. the portal, and that's the the twins actually represent the two pillars. So it's um, it's a complete, you know, it's completely misconstrued, and it's just it's absolutely ridiculous. And I feel like everybody's feeling really good. This is a really beautiful energy, even with the retrogrades. Like I just feel like everyone has ideas flowing, and they're feeling good, and they're feeling light and energized, and yeah. So yeah. we're like we're liking Gemini season. Yeah. Okay. So what's going to happen the rest of the summer and leading into fall? What Ooh. can you okay tell us about? This is, yeah, this is the question. Yeah. <laughs> this is the uh, question of all questions. So, um, you know, like I mentioned, we're moving into eclipse season. So we're going to have a lunar eclipse. Um, I believe it's June the 5th, um, which will be the Sagittarius full moon, which is going to kick off again. Like I said, the Gemini Sagittarius nodes, mm-hmm. which is where the eclipses always happen is whatever sign the nodes are in. Um, and then we're going to finish up the Capricorn cancer axis um, with a solar eclipse, um, which would be the Cancer New Moon, and then mm-hmm. a, another lunar eclipse with the Capricorn Full Moon in July. So, eclipses are really, um, you know, they actually used to be considered a bad omen, like in mm-hmm. ancient times, like they were like this terrible, terrible thing that was happening. Um, but obviously, we know better than that now. But eclipses completely wipe out and change the trajectory to realign you with your purpose or with your path. So it can happen. I mean, it can happen in a very beautiful way. It can happen in a very tragic and chaotic way. It can, you know, ignite something that slowly unfolds over the rest of the year, but it's really a time of change. And it's really a time, um, you know, pay attention pay attention to what happens over the next month in your life because it's, it's trying to put you back on your path. So whatever, you know, whatever plan you thought, you know, you had going or whatever, you know, um, steps you were taking, like expect eclipse season to, you know, throw a couple jabs in there. Like it's not happening that way. But it's also coming back to that reminder that there is a divine plan for each Mm -hmm. one of us. And all the eclipse season is doing is kind of like, 
you're over here on this path, I'm just going to kind of, you know, move you back over 45 degrees this way, because this is where you need to be headed. So this is the beautiful thing about astrology is that when you're aware of these things, it's like, okay, you know, oh, I lost my job, you know, in June. Okay, maybe now, you know, I need to, I need to that small little hobby that I was doing that I really wished I could do all day. Maybe this is the message that I need to start doing it. And it's just things like that, where it's like, it's just telling you where you need to go. It doesn't, you don't need to fear it, regardless of what happens. Um, It's just your divine plan. And it's just, it's just putting you back on the path. So that's kind of right now, like what we're kind of should all kind of be amping up for and preparing for. Um, But then we have, Oh man, it's, it's, it's an exciting year. 2020 has not, has not, (laughs) um, disappointed. And I'd actually, if you don't mind, I'd actually like what started this whole thing, I guess was actually back. I believe it was January 12th. Don't quote me on that. It was early January. It could have been the 11th, could have been the 14th. I don't have my date notes in front of me right now, but we had the Saturn Pluto conjunction. So we know about Saturn now. We know about Pluto. Pluto yeah. is, you know, death and rebirth and transformation. Oh, yeah. And Saturn on a macro level is, again, it's, you know, your your big business, your government, your CEOs, your mm. your big banks, all of those things. And Pluto represents plague as well. So, you know, when we're dealing with outer planets as well, even though there's like a conjunction it can take a little while for the energy to get going. Um, so that's why it wasn't until, you know, at least in the Western world here, it wasn't until March until we saw, you know, the pandemic and the quarantine and like all these things happening. Well, that was directly because of Saturn and Pluto in this conjunction. And now we've, you know, we've kicked it off. Like this is, (laughs) we're, we're here, we're We're living, we're we're living in it. Yeah, exactly. So, um, you know, we have, um, I think in October, because Pluto's going to station direct, we always see when there's a shift of energy, you're always going to see like, you know, changes happening. So whatever's been kind of unfolding through this, we're going to see, I think, another struggle of power and control. We're going to see, um, you know, what kind of what we've all been going through with the retrograde, retrograde kind of come to a culmination as well. I think there's going to be a lot of truth revealed and a lot mm. of a lot of, you know, secrets kind of, you know, coming to the surface. Um, we also have a couple other retrogrades happening. So Chiron and then Uranus. Um, so Uranus is, um, you know, again, one of those retrogrades that usually isn't too hefty. Like it's not, it's not a big deal. Um, it happens quite often. Yep. Um, but they are going to, in October, um, Uranus and, uh, Mercury are going to form in opposition. Um, <clears throat> And then they're also going to, sorry, Uranus is also going to form a conjunction with the full moon. So there's going to be like a lot of, um, um, Uranus is of course the planet, sorry, I should have explained this, is um, another planet that is kind of, um, it's expanding. Um, It's kind of like your drive. It gives you like an increased drive to like fully establish yourself and like whatever Mm -hmm. kind of new direction you've been inspired to take. So we'll see that as well. Um, which I think is going to be really beautiful as Uranus goes retrograde, we're going to have like this new drive, like we've done all this internal work and now we're like ready to kind of take it to the next level. But then, um, the big event that, you know, um, 
just as big, sorry, as the Saturn-Pluto conjunction at the beginning of the year. At the very end of 2020, on December 21st, we're having the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction. Now, and that'll be in Aquarius, by the way. Now, um, and it forms a square with Uranus um, in retrograde as well. So there's like this whole you know, Uranus plays a huge part in the, in the fall and then coming into the winter, but it's really the Saturn and Jupiter conjunction, um, that people need to be very tuned into both on a micro and a macro level. Um, but it's going to bring immense change, both, like I said, to our individual lives Mm. and to, you know, the, on a global scale, like we're going to like, same as the pandemic with Saturn Pluto, like we're going to see immense, immense change. We're going to see, you know, disruption. Um, and it's also that disruption though, is going to open our eyes to like a new awareness of our potential, both Mm -hmm. on, again, a global scale and individual. And usually Saturn and Jupiter only happens, you know, every 20 years. Um, so, you know, we see old paradigms dying. We see new generations kind of being born, right? They kind of guide these, you know, generations and bring these generations to the next level. Um, and there's a lot of growth, of course, with Jupiter and a lot of expansion, but with that, you know, stern and strict Saturn in there kind of pulsating for control all the time, this is where the disruption is going to happen. But this, this conjunction is the, it's literally the precipice of a new era because it's ending the 200, it's ending a 200 year era where Saturn and Jupiter were making a conjunction in earth signs for the past, uh, 200 years. And now they are moving into air signs. Mm. So, and in Aquarius, we're looking at, what are we looking at again? We're looking at community. We're looking at unity, innovation, technology. Yeah. Um, They're know, like individuality. the free thinkers and yes. the, yes, they're absolutely. all changing and re- yeah, kind of like that rebellious change and any yeah. famous activist, nine times out of 10 is an Aquarius. They're, they're the yeah. activists. They are for, you know, for their community. They are yeah. for helping one another. Um, again, free thinking, innovating, new ideas. They're the individuals that are kind of like the weirdo of the Zodiac. Like they're just wow. not like anybody else. Yeah. And so it's really going to be bringing disruption to, you know, to our order and how things work. And we're going to see immense changes like in the collective and also in the way that we communicate. So mm. this is expect another, and again, you know, December 21st might, you know, come and go, but talk to me three months after that and let's see what's going, see what let's see what's going on, going on. Yeah. Absolutely. It feels like though, it's like all of these changes and especially that big event is for the greater good, like for oh, 100%. Because I always think of like earth consciousness and how earth is trying to heal itself and get us back on track and make us into more conscious beings so that we're aware of what we're doing to the planet, how we're relating to each other, to, to like bring us up, like level us up, bring us level up into our the collective different dimensions. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's yeah. when you hear people like from the 3D to the 4D to the 5D, like this is yeah. it. Um, and again, and that's like Aquarius, there isn't a better sign to really remind us that we are all one consciousness and that we are yeah. all unified and, you know, we're all little pieces of one big puzzle mm. and we all come from the same energy and, and so on and so forth. But this is absolutely, this is, you know, this is a collective change. We are living in, you know, we are living through history right now. Like anybody that yeah. thinks things are going to go back to normal, 
nothing is going to go back to normal. Nothing is going to be the same. Nothing is going to look the same. And yeah, is it going to be, you know, at times scary? Is it going to be, you know, terrifying at times? Is is there going to be a lot of hardship and, you know, very devastating events that are going to happen? Yes. Yes, there is. But Mm -hmm. that's, that doesn't need to scare anybody either in the sense that you need to be preparing from, for some, you know, massive destruction. You need to focus on, like you said, this is, leveling up our consciousness. We are evolving mm-hmm. as human yep. beings and this is what the planets do, right? With they they yeah. are for the greater good. It's in the divine plan. It's it's from source directly. Like we, it's not for us to be punished. Yep. It's for us to become better. So um, and it's, it's it's really just like embracing that unknown because it's in the unknown where we can create. Yes. Yes, exactly. 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 And like you said, it's like surrendering surrendering to that and surrendering like even for me um you know i warned about the saturn pluto conjunction um you know in my moon circles and everything i was talking about it and i was warning about it yeah and uh but i didn't know that it was going to bring you know like a pandemic do you know what i'm saying so we never yeah. we never know what what it's going to bring um i knew it was going to be big and that's like this you know saturn jupiter conjunction is right i know it's going to be huge i can't tell you what it's going to be but, right um and it's just keeping an open mind and then like i said focusing on you know really focusing on the higher octaves of the situation yes we are moving into a new wave new wave of consciousness we're moving into a new age we're moving into a new you know reality and the way things are going to be and they will be better if yeah. we can all focus on how to make them better which is why i think it's so beautiful it's also connected you know, the North node in Gemini is like really asking us to, yeah. to do those things in conjunction with Aquarius is beautiful, beautiful energy. So, yeah. um, exciting. Amazing. Do you want to get into North node, South nodes now? That would be, yeah, they're my okay. favorite, they're okay, my great. favorite to talk about. And I think that was like, it's really beautiful that we're going to talk about it again. Cause this is like one of the, I guess one of the, like you said, breadcrumbs that kind of brought me to where I am now. So um, I know everyone's kind of heard us talk about the North Node and South Node um, in more of a macro, like collective level. But um, yes, exactly. But when I do readings like um, for somebody's chart with a North and South Node, um, it's really what I would term one of the most important parts of somebody's Mm -hmm. chart. Like if you're looking at your chart to know yourself and to, you know, receive some guidance, that's where I would start. I wouldn't even start with like your, your basic chart. I would start with your North and South node. So your South node, um, it's really your karma and your Dharma. And I don't mean that again in a negative way, like your karma, you need to serve some, you know, punishment or, or anything like that. But your South node, is, um, you know, for me, I'm a believer in past lives. Um, if you're not, I will reference that as well, but, um, your South node is a culmination, um, of where, who you were in past, in a past life. Um, so here I will use myself for example. So my, my South node is in cancer. Um, and what it really represents is all of the traits, the yeah. lessons, the teachings that you have mastered in a previous life. Now, what happens when we come into this life is we make a soul contract Mm -hmm. that we are going to come into this life to learn 
you know, kind of the opposite of that. We're going to master and hone the direct opposite of that, which is of course the North node. So these are things where, you know, they are not innate to us. They are actually the exact opposite of, you know, what we're used to doing. And, but it's really what we need to, you know, cultivate and practice in order to find, you know, complete expansion and manifestation um, in our lives this time around um, mm. and what we need to cultivate. So, um, you know, for example, uh, my self nodes in cancer. So, you know, I need to, I became a mother at 21. Perfect perfect South node, like, well, yep, let's yeah. start a family. I need to be a mom. That just feels, you know, completely natural to me. Um, you know, very nurturing. I'm very, um, you know, I have a hard time like leaving, um, you know, leaving my hometown or I get very connected to like a place I don't want to yeah. leave. Um, I'm not very, I'm very good at putting other people before me. Um, so again, that nurture caretaker, like finding my purpose through other people. So what I need to do in this lifetime is I need to become more responsible to myself. I need to create better routines. I need to shoot for success and, you know, just be more, you know, responsible to myself. Um, I need to have, you know, big ideas outside the home. Um, I need to be independent versus dependent. Like these are types of things. And it, it goes so much deeper than just that. Um, and it's not so much to say that you need to like erase or get rid of your self node. Like they're all such bad traits. You right. want to embody the highest octave of that sign. Mm -hmm. um, but then when you what happens with a south node and honest to god if anytime i do a chart reading with this your south node um will be just as innate to you as your sun sign like as your personality it is so like covert and subconscious like you don't even yeah. realize that you're operating it operating on it half the time um because it's just so innate to you like you you just don't even yeah. realize that you're making these decisions or you have these fears or you have these limitations but they all stem from the south node so it's really releasing you know those low octave or those um what is the word i could use Ex exert like if you exert that energy too much you're going to become stagnant it's almost like a teeter-totter it's like you have to okay. find that balance between the high octave of your south node and then the complete embodiment of your north node, right? And it's like, if you're too much into your south node, the teeter-totter's not going to move. And if you okay. let go of all those lessons and all those teachings that you spent lifetimes learning, well, what good would that serve either? That would create stagnancy mm. as well. It's a part of who you are. So it's, it's really, it's a life journey. And I always tell my clients that when I'm doing the reading, it's, it's something that you will acquire over your lifetime, but it is your path of purpose. Wow. It is what you came here to, to acquire and to learn. And that yeah. was, you made a contract based on that. Um, right. when you so came my, here, my South node is in Scorpio. Mm -hmm. That makes me yes. nervous. <laughs> uh, so that it doesn't have to make you nervous. Okay, um, okay, you could have been, you could have been like a, for example, in a past lifetime, um, you could have been, for example, in the occult, you could have been a shamanic healer. Mm -hmm. You could have been a shamanic healer. Um, you could have, you know, there could be, maybe you had some really, you know, you led a really dark, mysterious life, or maybe you had, you know, you lived a double life or things like that. It's just that you just take the um, kind of the energy and 
apply it to what would make sense as almost like not so much a career, but just over your lifetime. Now, I would also say that you had a lot of issues with mistrust. Um, you know, uh, scorpion, scorpions, Jesus, I hate saying that, but that is the property. (laughs) Um, um, they have, um, you know, they have a lot of issues with trust. They're very Mm -hmm. loyal, but, um, they're very afraid of being, you know, um, being betrayed. So you could have been betrayed a lot in, you know, a couple past lives or had really bad experiences, um, like that in your relationships. Um, and, Again, uh, you could have been dealing with other people's money as well because Scorpio is like other people's, um, you know, other people's money, other people's finances. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like um, when somebody dies and you get an, oh, an inheritance, like it's inheritance, like receiving money from somebody else. So like those are all things that you could have been with, but you're also very psychic and very intuitive. Like those mm. are things that would have come with you into this lifetime. Um, yeah. And then I'm again, going, my Taurus is my North node, which is beautiful. <laughs> you, you, you got it good this, this time around. Like, uh, let me just relax, <laughs> relax. And yeah. And like the pleasures and the comforts of life yeah. and just like being, you know, being financially stable and secure and also learning it would be kind of, um, you know, um, learning how to stay dedicated to something as well. Mm-hmm. Um, learning how to, you know, stay like steady paced doesn't necessarily mean like fast paced and, and hardworking, but, um, really staying steady and dedicated and loyal, mm-hmm. um, loyal to a cause, um, is very Torian energy, but definitely appreciating the beauty in life yeah. and not having to, um, you know, dredge up all this, you know, dark shadowy um you know emotions and things like that like that's not really for you in this lifetime you kind of need to like let let all of that go and like again any of those secrets or not allowing yourself to kind of be open and trustworthy again that's going to come back to that in your relationships which i'm yeah. seeing that a lot in your chart <laughs> so far from what you've told me but oh, yeah. really allowing yourself to be vulnerable mm-hmm. um because that's not a score like Scorpios, like I said, it's, you have to be real close to see kind of what's underneath all the layers. Um, so you kind of would need to learn in this lifetime to kind of let that go and become more vulnerable in your relationships and more open <laughs> and really biggest speak. Test. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, like, it's very, it's yeah. And it, I like, there's just so many, there's so many different facets and then I could even go further and look at your chart and yeah. see what house your north nodes in Mm. and then it would be in that particular area so So, wild yeah so it it really knowing your south node and then kind of like where you came from and the things that are like you know still underneath um and then knowing your north node can also give you that roadmap of like okay for my north node i guess for me it's about that stability security um beauty all that kind of stuff the money, if I'm like seeing that it's, I'm not there yet, maybe there's things in my South node that I haven't really let, mm-hmm. you know, let go of or, or stayed yep. in that higher octave, like you were saying. Yeah. And also like when you're making a decision, like mm-hmm. who's making the decision, your South node or your North node, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you're, yeah, like I do that all, but I constantly reevaluate like constantly. And like every time I come back to it, I just like, yeah 
peel another layer off and look how deep like it really, really goes. But it's like, anytime I'm making like a, a decision for myself or a decision for my life, like, am I, where, where is it coming from? Am I leaning back towards that South node or am I leaning towards the North node? What changes do I need to make? Like every time I write my intentions, like routine for me, I am, I suck at routine. I am like literally the most terrible. I am free flowing. I just want to yeah. go where the day takes me. I feel and that. It's like, I need routine. And every time I've stuck to a routine, mind you, not for long, you know, I start to feel really good. Like I start to feel great. And then it's like, but this, the, like I said, the subliminal, like subconscious mm -hmm. level that the South node has like a hold on you with it's, it's very hard. And it's something, like I said, it's like, I will be working on this for the rest of my life because it's something that I need to implement, but it's in di like direct opposition to what you know. Right. Yeah. So that's what makes it so hard, but it really, it's absolutely a roadmap and it's definitely, yeah. Like if you're feeling stagnant in your life at all, I, that's the first place I would go. Like, who am I embodying right now? Yeah. Can we also use that for all the energies and everything going on this year? Yeah, absolutely. 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 I mean, like even us being in like the North node being in cancer and just before the sign changed, like we literally all ended up in our homes, like with yeah. our families and like just the emotional, like having to really have the emotional intelligence to kind of navigate this time and really connect with yourself. That's all cancer energy. And also just like so many people getting off work. And I think coming to the realization like that this whole like hustle, hustle, hustle mode, or like that you need to be productive to be worthy or like worth something in society. Like that's oh. over done. Goodbye. Like, like that is, that is not, um, thank yeah. you for saying that because I think that is a huge also theme of this year and an mm -hmm. illumination. Um, and I think it goes along with this, you know, the earth consciousness of earth is especially within nature. It's like, it's not hustling. Mm -mm. It's, mm -mm. it's moving in its own rhythms and its own time and its own seasons. And us as a culture, we were in this state and this, um, just the speed that was not attainable to the earth's speed. Absolutely. And we kind of crashed and burned. And, and this whole idea that you're, you're only worthy because of the amount of productivity you do is really destructive to our, our inner beings and our inner souls that want to also enjoy this planet. Absolutely. And especially as women, yeah. because like, I mean, um, and this is another place, of course, astrology has brought me is like working with the moon cycle as a woman and really um, using astrology to tap in, of course, to the specific energetic, um, like energetics of the time. So we're like in Gemini season, but like, what does yeah. that look like within the moon cycle? And then of course, my own moon cycle. And it's like, women are actually only supposed to be like, quote unquote, productive and like hustling for like a week to 10 days a month literally like this wow. is, and this is yeah exactly the our biggest part of our cycle is actually what i would term as in the crone phase which is actually a time for reflection and i was just actually having this discussion of like we have created a society that completely yeah. goes against what is innately natural to us as women it's like we need to spend more time reflecting and connecting with ourselves so that mm -hmm. when we do go to activate or we do go to initiate something, we know exactly what we want to do instead of constantly being pushed on this hamster wheel. No wonder we also feel like we feel lost and 
we feel pushed and we feel tired and we feel exhausted. We don't honor rest. We don't honor our natural cycle. And that again goes back to like earth consciousness and the way that nature moves. It's like nature's not in a rush and neither should we like at all. Yeah. And it's allowing, and then I feel like it also brings us into that more of that patience and less comparison too. Yes. Because then like we're comparing ourselves to people who are like on this like hamster reel. And it's like this idea of like boss babe and hustling and, you know, and it's, it's a very, um, yeah, unattainable energetic lifestyle. Absolutely. And I mean, there are like, I mean, I could, this is, and this is what I love about astrology too, is like, yeah, I'm sure I could pick out somebody's chart that, you know, you know, they are a hustler, like their, their chart just points to that. Maybe they have, you know, a lot of, a lot of Capricorn, a lot of Aries, a lot of self-starting energy in their chart. Great. But that's who they're meant to be. And that's how they're supposed to operate. That doesn't mean that the entire world needs to operate on that same system. And that's why I really wish that, you know, we do come to a society where astrology is honored again, because it's like every individual has their own, again, purpose with their North Node and what they're supposed to learn. They have their own gifts. And of course, this seems so simplistic, but it's like even within our chart, everybody could fit into society so perfectly if we just honored their individuality through their chart, for example. Mm. It's like, yeah, we might have some hustlers, but it's like, then that's what they can do. That's what they can do for, you know, the community or that's what they can do for the world. But, you know, this person over here, this person needs to, you know, reflect more or just like you with your Taurus North Node, like you've come here to enjoy this lifetime. You, you went through it. You've (laughs) been through it already. You had to, you know, you went through the war, like you're here to, you know, sit back and relax this time around. So it's like, why should you have to be hustling and like pushing yourself constantly? And, and then it's, it's, it, it belittles it. Like you said, it's like this comparative, you know, um, structure. And then it's like, we're just belittling ourselves. And then nobody's really accomplishing anything because everyone's just feeling so terrible about themselves. It's just, it all needs to change. Like, yeah. All. And I think that's what's happening. It's like, we are in that change. And, mm-hmm. um, once again, with human design, it's also that, um, acknowledgement of being such a unique being and operating in a, in a specific way. Like I just learned that as a, as a generator with my own specific designed chart, because there's mm-hmm. so much more involved that, um, it's really, I have to respond to what the earth is giving, giving me. So it's not about initiating. Really, yes. um, manifestors are the initiators, but mm-hmm. generators are. Um, and like in the in the reading, it was like you know if you're trying on clothes in the change room and someone's just bringing you things, and yes. then you're responding like, "Do I like that? Yes. Do I like that? No." Like, and you're yes. just waiting for the earth is always going to be giving you things to respond to. And I was like, "Wow, this changes everything. This changes the way that." I approach projects or approach even my love life and all these things of like, maybe I should just like sit back and like wait to be able to respond to something. I've been really, that's so, mine is the exact same. Like um, as a generator, I'm like to wait to respond. And I've really been working on this, like constantly reminding myself. And I found that as long as I'm doing, even it is, if it's relaxing all day, that I relax all day. As long as I'm taking care of myself and I'm just following the ping of what lights me up. If I want to talk yes. astrology all day, if I want to do some studying, I do that. When I actually follow that, 
that's, I will get messages for readings. You messaged me about the podcast. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like opportunities just reveal themselves and I don't have to initiate anything other than following whatever makes me feel good. And I think it sounds so simple, but it's like, of course, as generators, it's like we're, we want to initiate everything. Like that's because we, we always want to wor- be working on things we yes. love. <laughs> yes, yes, but it's so it's so <laughs> wild that uh, it's yeah. I'm really like loving the guidance, like mixed yeah. in with the astrology of like what human design has like been gifting me. Because I'm just like yeah, like I don't I don't need to be you know outsourcing and like reaching yeah. out and like trying to make all these things happen. I just need to like do what I love. And then the opportunities will arise when they're meant to arise. And then I can choose whether I want to respond or not. Like, Amazing. Yeah. So, yeah. So is there anything, um, before we get into my little cosmic pings, um, any messages or anything that you want to share with the Topanga Moon community about astrology, maybe about working with astrology or this year specifically, um, something that you really wanted to, you know, parlay to everybody? Um, I think just that, Apart from, you know, you have your own natal chart, which I encourage everyone to, you know, dive into, have somebody start you out. Don't try to do it all yourself. It'll seem very overwhelming, but we all have our individual chart. But I think this year um, and every year moving forward, really try to tap in and to work with the cycles because every year, Mm. like the the zodiac year, the real true new year, um, actually starts with Aries, which is the first sign. So it's in March. That's our true new year. That's how society used to, you know, before the Romans anyways. Um, but, um, you know, if you pay attention to the cycles and you work with these energetic cycles, when you work with the cosmic planetary bodies and you understand what's being asked of you within each cycle, because every single sign. So we're in Gemini right now. And, you know, it's asking us to look at a specific part of our lives and then we're going to move into cancer and it's going to ask us to look at a very specific part of our lives, obviously in alignment with what that archetype represents. But when you actually start flowing within the cycles, your manifestations, your soul awareness, your purpose, all comes to you so much quicker because you're using the energies provided for you and you're doing the work and the soul work that, you know, is, is being channeled to you at the time, if that makes sense. It's like you're tapping into that energy and then you're using it, you know, to do your shadow work, to heal your inner child, to Mm. set your intentions and make your manifestations. And it's like, everything will just flow so much more effortlessly. Like I can't stress that enough, how important it is. If you just tap in and, and see what's going on, do some journal work, like just work around them. And I guarantee you whatever you want, come the end of the year, which is by the way, Pisces in February, you'll have what you want. Like hands down, come and come and get me if you don't. <laughs> wow. I love that message. I think it's so beautiful. And people can also uh, join you in understanding these cycles in your moon membership. Yes, absolutely. We, yeah. we work closely within the moon. Um, like I said, within the moon cycle as women and yeah. how that sets up our month. And then we tie in the astrological energetics um, with whatever season we're in, whatever the full moon is and what we're balancing, um, you know, the journal work and the shadow work, um, that goes with it. And yeah, it's, it's been a really beautiful experience. I mean, 
I started working heavily with the cycles back in September when we started the moon circles, like just really working innately with the cycles and what was being asked of me and what was, you know, you know, coming from inside and what I needed to address and let go of and so on and so forth. And, you know, apart from all this chaos going on, um, you know, I wanted to be at home with my son. I wanted to get back into my backyard where I have this beautiful, huge garden. Mm. Um, I wanted to be present at home. I wanted to have time to, you know, work on my, you know, astrology, be more available for my clients, um, be available for our moon circles and everything. Yeah. And I got that at the end of the year from this, yeah. from this whole quarantine and the shutdown. And I will completely attribute it to, doing the work, like everything that I wanted that I was working towards in those six months, I have it right now. Hands down. There's not a thing that's missing. So yeah. Yeah. So you can join Taylor in the moon membership and her moon circles with our other friend, Elise, who was also (laughs) on the podcast very first episode. And it's the triple goddess collective uh, collective. And I will link all of that in the show notes so that everyone can go and join you and just become part of all the beautiful goddesses that are in there. Mm-hmm. So exciting. Okay. So I love this little game I do. It's called cosmic pings. So it's ready. Like whatever kind of comes to you. Um, all right. So the others besides Gemini, what is your other favorite Zodiac sign? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I honestly, like, I feel like had you asked me this a year ago, I probably would have said, um, Aquarius or Libra. Yes, I know the air signs. I'm so sorry. But yeah. now as an astrologer, I have to say that they're all my favorite. I love them uh. all. They all bring a piece of, uh, they all bring something special and like I've just come to appreciate all of them and what they do for us and how they serve us and yeah so yeah Libra and Aquarius though if I had to amazing if I had to the moon that you're most looking forward to coming up the Aquarius full moon oh in Leo so that'll be in August Oh, you mean like right now? Like right No, no, no. That's that's oh, good. Okay, that's that's, that's good. what I mean. Okay, yeah. yeah. August. Yeah. August. Um, I feel like that's gonna be a really um, you know, individuality and community coming. Like there's gonna be a huge light shown upon that during that mm-hmm. full moon. So I'm I'm excited to see where the collective goes with that one. Yeah. And it's like hot September or sorry, hot August. Yes. August and yes. we can be like outside doing a moon ritual yes. and yes. being connected. Yes. And I love that. I love mm-hmm. like the mystical summer nights. Oh, you know, oh. Elise and I were just talking about this last night. We were driving yeah. with the windows down and it was so humid and beautiful. And I'm like, there's literally nothing that could make me happier right yeah. now. Amazing. Oh, so uh, the place in nature that just brings you the most peace and connection? My garden. Mm. My garden. I, there's, I feel like there's no greater accomplishment like to your soul than growing and cultivating like your own herbs and food. And like, it's like a little, you know, a tiny little bit of work every day. Oh yeah. Sorry. I can still hear you. So, oh, okay. <laughs> good. Um, it's like a um, sign like, from your guides being like, yep, get into that garden. Yeah. So it's like a tiny little bit of work every day that just ends up giving you like 
this beautiful like culmination of all your work at the end and it's like I work mm-hmm. like when I garden I garden in bare feet no gloves like mm-hmm. just like in the dirt and it's just so grounding especially for me as a Gemini like my mind's it's like a form of meditation to me so that. yeah what's, what's the plant that you love the most um currently I'm really obsessed with peppermint um I mean Mm. I have my raspberry bushes but um peppermint um I kind of intuitively like especially with my teas and stuff I just go for whatever's speaking to me but peppermint's been really potent for me lately and very calming and Mm. um, just I have a peppermint tea every morning I actually stop drinking coffee because I just love it so much yeah so peppermint really um it's yeah it's my baby right now is that Mm -hmm. the most essential part of your morning ritual um yes uh definitely that's the first thing I do um the first thing I do is I make my peppermint tea um sometimes I do I mean right now into the summer I like I'm out in the garden right away I'm making sure everything's watered and hydrated and you know checking all of that um and watering my plants inside as well um but let's say just before this when you know the weather wasn't so nice I usually do like some meditation and you know stretching and either whether it's a gratitude journal or Mm -hmm. if we have a moon or some sort of astrological aspect that's happening I'll definitely journal um, make sure I'm tapping in and journaling about that because it's really interesting to look back as well amazing with what's what you've been you know working on so Yeah. yeah the moon phase that you love the most Ooh, mm. last quarter. So <laughs> yeah, throw okay. it. Yeah. So uh, your last, like last quarter, is of course, like I said, it's represented by the throne, and it's really a time where you can take, you know, take your month and kind of like revisit and look at. It. It's like its own little mini retrograde, right? Like you're just reflecting Ooh. and resting and really going within yourself to to be able to rebirth and ignite and move forward again and it's it's scary when you first really start but now I love it like I look forward to my crone time like no tomorrow I think it's the most exciting can make all the correlations and connections and amazing yeah um and finally the cosmos are Oh, the first word that just came to when you said that, which I will say is magic. Like they're just, they're just magic. They, um, yeah, that was, you said whatever came to me first, but the cosmos, yeah, they're magic. It's, it's truly amazing to connect with something that you cannot see. Like, I know we can see the stars and we can see the moon, but like I said, when you start to tap into Mm -hmm. the energetics and see how potent they are, it's really just a reminder of how, you know, how divine we are and how divinely connected we are and how, you know, we, we are soul bodies. We are energetic bodies, cosmic energetic bodies. And that even though we can't see these things happening in front of us, they are absolutely happening to us. Um, and it's just, yeah, it's, it's enlightening and beautiful and magical. I love that. Yeah. We're definitely aliens. (laughs) Oh, oh, absolutely. 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 Cannot even. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We yeah. Are. 
Amazing. Yeah. Uh, this has been such a beautiful and enlightening conversation. I know everyone's going to be so jazzed to know what's happening in the cosmos this year and how to work with astrology. So if somebody does want to do a reading with you or join the, um, the moon membership, how can they connect with you? So for the moon membership, um, you can visit our website. We are in the middle of Gemini. Well, not in the middle. I shouldn't say that, but we are kind of within the Gemini cycle now. Um, so definitely if you're interested, I would sign up for the cancer cycle, um, which like we said, June 20th, um, I would sign up, which you can do on our website, um, triplegoddesscollective.com. You'll find all the information there. And of course, much more detail as to what's included within that. And if you want to book a reading with me, you can simply email me. You can direct message me on Instagram, which you can also find on our website. And yeah. Amazing. And I'm going to share that all in the um, information on today's episode. Um, This has been such a magical and cosmic conversation. (laughs) Thank you for coming on and just sharing all your wisdom. And Mm -hmm. it's so beautiful to see that you're fully in your divine light and bringing all of this knowledge and information for other people to really like know who they are and feel Mm -hmm. connected. And I love that you love every single like zodiac sign. Oh yeah. It's so good. It takes a minute. It takes a minute, but you start to see all the, uh, yeah. But thank you so much for having me. Um, I also have to attribute and thank you because you were a very integral part of me getting here Mm because I don't, well, you never know, but it was, yeah, it was some of our deep conversations that really, you know, pushed me to get to where I am now. So thank you for that. Beautiful cosmic soul sisters in our group, yes. you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So All so you. connected. Thank you, my love.